0: With strategic flexibility, rapid deployment, and a hybrid talent strategy, HackerOne has everyone, everything you need to safeguard your AI. Don't let AI keep you up at night. Visit HackerOne.com today and rest easy knowing that your AI is in safe hands. What's happening? Yo, what's going on fam, it's your boy, Anthony O'Neill. Welcome back to the table. Yes, we are still in Atlanta, but because I really want to come down here and have a conversation with my friends Um, And just really do something different, you know. Uh, We'll be back at the table. Don't get it twisted, because that's my table. I paid cash for it. (laughs) Uh, But I'm really excited today, because we're going to have a real good conversation with a dear friend of mine. Um, We've known each other for quite some time. Uh, She's been through life and experiences, and she posted something that I was like, yo, I kind of like that. And I want to have a conversation about that. And so... um, I think, for us, as we are single, because the majority of us who watch this show um, are single. and So we really want to really prepare ourselves to be properly um, aligned and have clear vision going into the marriage. One of the things that I'm focused on when it comes to our community, our tribe, is making sure that we steward our single season correctly. And as we are stewarding that, we're coming up with our own vision, our own mission. Uh, We're dealing with our finances. Uh, We're getting healthy uh, information from mentors and stuff like that. And a part of that is because you want to make sure that when you get married, you are compatible. That you all and you and your spouse, whoever you choose, are aligned in certain areas. And one of my good friends, her name is Leah. Uh, she is a millennial money mentor. She is a single, recently single uh, young mother. Uh, she's a new, she has newborn, uh, which is so cool. I met her when she didn't have one, and now she has one. That's so cool to call her a mother now. And uh, she came out with a post that I think you're going to really, really love. So I want you to sit tight, get your notepad open, because we're going to help single people really understand and identify some things that you should be looking for when it comes to your spouse. We're going to be talking about six signs that you are financially compatible to your significant other. These are going to be some good, good conversations, so get ready. Yo, Leah! What's up, girl? How are you? Yo, man, you chilling? Coming out here with them glasses on? Are <laughs> you, like you a school teacher or something like that? Yo, thanks for driving out. Thanks for coming Absolutely. out. Um, before we dump dive into this, tell a little bit of the people about you, your expertise. Um, who is Leah? Not the 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 expert in the money space, but who is Leah? You know, what makes you Leah?
1: Um, I am a mother, a recent mother, okay. as you said. Congrats to a 10-month-old. Um, and I'm just very passionate about helping people build generational wealth. I have a background in corporate finance and audit. I've done that for about 15 years. And then one day I was doing my taxes and I said, "Why don't I have any money?" Wow. <laughs> I made that that year I had made the most money I had ever made and I had absolutely nothing to show for it. My savings was the same. Yeah, my investments were the same, so I decided something had to change. I didn't know how I was going to do it, but I knew I had to do it. Um So actually, that Sunday at church, during the announcement section, they announced the financial peace program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So I enrolled in that, and within 18 months, I paid off $40,000 worth of debt. 18 months? Yes, 18
0: months. 40 grand? 40
1: grand. Oh, you was intentional. Yeah, I was serious. Um, I increased my credit score to over 800, and I purchased investment property in D.C., so I'm a landlord now. Okay. And then I decided I wanted to help other people do this, do the same. So that's when I created Leah Marie Collins, the Millennial yeah. Money Mentor. Yeah. So that's part one <laughs> of my story. Part two. Um, 2019, I got engaged. Yeah. 2020, we call the engagement off because we were not financially compatible. There were a lot of tough discussions that we did not have ahead of time. We made yeah. a lot of assumptions <clears throat> because we had dated for about, 10 years? Wow. Yes. (laughs) A very long time. Um, So at that point, I decided that I wanted to help other people avoid the mistakes that I made. Because we did the premarital counseling. But in premarital counseling, they do a high-level... they they kind of touch on finances high level. They don't go into depth about yeah, it, right? Yeah. And I searched high and low for you know something that could actually help us, and I couldn't find anything. So that's why I started, or I niche down to help couples mm. um, with premarital or pre-engagement because I actually think waiting to after you get met, after you get engaged is a little too late. Absolutely. So I focus now on helping
0: couples have those tough discussions. Wow, and that's good because you had to have the the tough conversation, right? And having that tough conversation saved you probably from years of headaches yes. and issues down and money. the road. And yes. money. Mm-hmm. I like how you said that. Uh, one of my things that I teach my tribe is before you even get into a committed relationship, you got to have the money conversation. Right. Absolutely. So while you're dating, cool, great. But before then, exactly. um, you have to have the uh, the money conversation. Right. Even came out with a, a free um, mini e-book. It's called Anthony O'Neill's Guide to Having a Hard Conversation While Dating. Because it's important, right? Mm-hmm. So w- would you say now, now with you experiencing and you being an expert in this space, at what point should you have mm-hmm. that money conversation?
1: I think you should have it as soon as possible. Day
0: one, day three?
1: While having now. the discussions on date one... <laughs> Maybe a good idea. It, it'll it scare a lot of people off. No, but there are ways. No, it'll scare a lot of people off. Uh, but there are subtle ways to bring it up, though. Let's go,
0: Leah. How do you going to bring it up? Let, let go. I bring let's it, go. Let's go there. I bring
1: it up? It's just by talking about myself. Okay. Um, so I may say, oh, I'm looking for houses this weekend. And naturally, the conversation is going to turn into... The current state of the real estate market, Mm -hmm. home ownership, Mm -hmm. maybe talk about my investments. And then usually people divulge a little bit about their situation. Right. Yeah. Or you can say something like, oh, I'm saving up for a vacation or I'm looking for a new job. It's just a great segue into someone's money mindset, Mm -hmm. which is just a person's behavior or beliefs and attitudes Mm -hmm. behind how they feel about money.
0: I got a question for you all watching this right now. I want to ask you this question. When are you going to bring up the money conversation? Day one. Cause Leah just coming out the gate swinging. Like, she's like, listen, I ain't got time to be playing with you. I'm a whole mama. I'm a whole entrepreneur. I need to know where your head is. I mean, what, what about you? Comment uh, in the uh, comments below if you're on YouTube. If you're on podcast, jump over, shoot me an email. Uh, y'all know my email, anthony at com. Let me know uh, when would you have the conversation. So you're saying ASAP. Um have the conversation. So that way, which I agree, you should mm-hmm. have the conversation soon. So that way there's not a lot of energy going into something and you don't know where you guys are. Exactly. Uh, you recently went through a divorce because of financial issues, right? We, we called out the engagement. So not and, a divorce. and if you don't want to answer the question just I don't want to answer the question, who called off the engagement? We both called off the, the engagement. You both called off the engagement. What was his reason for saying, Yeah, this is not gonna work?
1: Well, there were a lot of different issues. Right. Finance was just one of them. Okay, okay, okay. But cool. I will say it happened when we were having the prenup discussion.
0: So who wanted the prenup? Oh, we both
1: wanted a prenup. It was the details of the prenup that were a different story.
0: <laughs> well, look at it all. So we... Wow, we just recently had a conversation on my show about prenups. Mm-hmm. Why do you agree with prenups? I mean, that's not even on my questionnaire. Well, <laughs> why do you agree with that?
1: Because I think it's sort of like an insurance policy. Um, no one goes into a relationship wanting to break up, but right. it happens. 50% yeah. of marriages end in divorce, and it's even higher if you're black, right? Yeah. Um, so why not a prenup?
0: Wow. Yeah. You don't feel like you don't trust God in that process. If you sign a prenup, no, I
1: feel like God created
0: prenups. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This, this is just, this is just amazing, and we've never talked about this. So when you find your husband, or when your husband finds you, mm-hmm. uh, y'all are having a conversation about prenups. Absolutely. So when y'all, you and your ex fiance were having a conversation, what were some of the disagreements, without going too personal? <sighs> I don't know how to talk about
1: it without getting too personal. Well, we can
0: skip it. So I still have a child with this man. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. And I want you to honor the man because, I mean, you have an amazing child Mm -hmm. uh, with this man. And he's a good man. He's just not your man. Right. You know? And so I definitely want to respect that. Okay. All right. (laughs) All right. Prenups. This is so good. So while you was going through that process, you learned six things. Mm -hmm. We'll let you know. That they are fi- that you are financially compatible with him, and this is why I reached out to you. and Say, oh, we need to talk about this. And the very first one you said, you both have very similar, not identical, and you put not identical, very bold there, goals of how the future looks. Why is that so important?
1: It is important because it's going to guide a lot of the decisions you make. Okay. So, for example, I may have. A client, right? Mm-hmm. A couple. And partner A wants to build generational wealth. And yeah. partner B says, no, I want to spend all my money now while I'm here. The kids can get it out. What's the saying? The kids can get it out the mud. Yeah, yeah, and they yeah. can struggle like I did. Right. And I, I've seen that happen. Okay. Um. So that can be a huge <laughs> yeah, yeah. source of conflict. Absolutely. Right? But then you have the couples who have similar goals. They just have different ways of getting there. So you may have partner A who says... I want to retire early. I want to live frugally, cut back on expenses to get there. The other partner says, I don't want to cut back on anything. Let's generate different sources of revenue and income. Um, so it's just very important to strategize, tra- strategize mm-hmm. get on the same uh, page, and have that vision up front instead of later, uh, because that was another big issue, big issue with us. Things that I just assumed we would be on the same page about, yeah. we were not.
0: Not even close. Oh, man, see, that, that's, that's scary for me when I hear someone, if someone doesn't think like me, if we don't align, I want to build wealth and generational wealth. Mm-hmm. But you just want to ball out today and enjoy mm-hmm. it and let your kids just do what they got to do to survive, to get to where you are. Right. That's, that's a little scary. That's very scary. Very scary to me. I would leave that relationship. Right. Before we even talked about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't like it. At all. So listen, all y'all those single ladies out there, don't come for me. Because I'm, I'm about generational wealth. So, how do you feel with Shaquille O'Neal's comment? He told his kids, I'm rich, but you're not. How do you feel about that? Or when what do you have you mean, wealth, What's the context behind that? Like, so that's you're it, wealthy. That's, all he said? That's, all, that's the whole context. He says like, yo, Leah, you're wealthy, but your kids are not. Do you believe with that statement?
1: I personally do not. If I'm wealthy,
0: my kids are wealthy. I agree. I agree. Now, my kids can't spend all my wealth. Right, exactly. But we we are wealthy because you will reap the rewards of my hard labor, and I want to set you up for the advancement. Absolutely. I agree. This is so
1: good. When did he make that comment? Was that recently?
0: Yeah, it was recently. He said it, actually, on um, Earn Your Leisure's platform. Oh,
1: okay.
0: Yeah, and he wasn't downplaying his kids. He was Mm -hmm. just simply saying, like, no, I built the wealth. You're my child. Mm. So he wasn't saying nothing negative about his kids. Mm -hmm. He was just simply saying, like, I'm rich. i work this out. And if you want me to invest into you, that's cool. That's great. But you got to present it to me. Like, I want to make sure I'm investing into something good. Okay. And I will probably do that with my kids. Right, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Because I would want to educate them on how to present it to me. Right. And they can't come to me and say, Dad, I need $100,000 to start this business. Give it to me. And I don't see no... What's the vision? Where are you going right. with it? No, I and I think that. that's what he's saying. Okay.
1: You yeah, know? I but, so. I,
0: but I get his sentiments of, I'm wealthy, you're not. But if I'm wealthy, my kids will be wealthy. Right. You know? I think that's what But you you're going to have to work for it. Right. Um, ooh, this is a good one. Oh, man. Oh, man. You can talk about money without fighting is number two on your list. <sighs> yeah.
1: That one is very, very important. Um, communication is key. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, communication, trust, and also a lot of self-reflection. Yeah. And the reason I say that is because money fights are rarely actually about money. Yeah. Right? It's usually some internalized struggle around control, ego, self-esteem, independence. And money is just kind of the conduit because it's easier to talk about. Um, So, for example, say... One partner makes a large per- purchase and forgets to tell the, the other partner. How you about forget it right. to tell your partner? I mean, I don't know, it happens. You've done that before? <laughs> Maybe it's not a large purchase. Maybe it's just a purchase. Let me just finish the example. <laughs> okay. So, partner A makes a purchase and they forget to tell partner B. Okay. And partner B gets upset, goes into a rage, and partner A gets upset as well, obviously. And it's not because Their partner is upset with them. It's more because they don't like being controlled, Mm -hmm. right? They have an issue with being micromanaged. Yeah, yeah. And the reason that they're micromanaged is because their spouse, that's what they experienced growing up. And that's what they saw in their household. So it's not always like what it appears to be on the surface. And I had issues like that. Um, Looking back, I was actually reflecting on that on my drive here. Um, we had one major issue and it had to do with me being stubborn about something okay. because of something else that was done earlier where I felt like I wasn't heard. So with this particular thing that was so small that I could have easily given in on, right. I held my stance because of something else. And for real. yeah, it caused conflict for the rest
0: of the engagement. Typically, ladies have that problem. <sighs> okay. Thank you for letting me with that <laughs> argument. Okay. But, see, that was good. She's she's been watching my show. It's not
1: worth arguing
0: about. I choose my battles. You choose your battles wisely? Mm -hmm. So you're saying this could have been a battle?
1: It could have been. Oh my
0: gosh, Leah. So let me answer this question. What do you recommend to people when there is a disagreement? Because disagreements will happen when it comes to money. Um, How do you resolve those when you are going into a situation, going into, um, which is very, it's very funny because my philosophy, which may be different from yours, right? I don't, I don't know if I'm gonna have an argument about money with someone who I'm dating. Because I, I don't think we ever had arguments about money when we were dating. Gotcha. And so, like for me, I wouldn't move in with my wife until we was married, right? Um, so even when we're just engaged, I don't know if I would even combine accounts. So we wouldn't really have that argument. Um, but maybe talk to the people who are living together right now and they're having those arguments. How do you how do you resolve those issues? respectfully and cordially together?
1: The biggest thing for us when we were able to resolve our issues was just stepping away, really. Okay. Just stepping away, giving your time to pause and really think about what happened. Yes. Um, remove yourself from that situation. And usually once we calm down, we can come back together and actually listen and hear what the person is actually saying. And then there were a few times we just had to go to
0: counseling. For to, real. To get y'all went to counseling while y'all was engaged and mm-hmm. dating. Did y'all go where y'all was dating? Yes. I I agree with that. (laughs) I wouldn't date anyone
1: who would not go to counseling, individual counseling or a couple's
0: counseling. Oh, yeah. I I so agree with you, especially black men. Right. I think every black man needs to go to counseling before they get into a serious relationship. Because I think deep down, there are particular issues with inside of us that we need to address before right. getting into that. Because I think we can come into a lot of relationships controlling from past hurt. Mm-hmm. And not past hurt from a woman, but from past hurt from just society and culture. Yeah, your parents. Absolutely. Y'all, yeah. this is so good. Yeah. Um, so you can talk about money without fighting. I think you can. I really do think you can. I, Absolutely. I think, so. I think that's two for a win. I think that's two for a win. All right, number three. Um, ooh. A recent study from the Federal Reserve suggests that couples with similar credit scores are more likely to stay together. For real? That's interesting. You don't have to share the same credit score as your partner in order to be credit compatible, but you may need to talk if the scores vary by a few hundred points. Well, you're looking at me because you already know I don't do credit scores. I don't know.
1: But then that just means you're not financially compatible with someone who does do credit scores.
0: It just got quiet. Okay, break it down.
1: Uh, well, this is about financial compatibility, right? Yeah, yeah, that's okay. this is good. Have you found someone who doesn't do credit scores as far as dating? No.
0: Mm-hmm. I haven't? Have it? Okay. Yeah, so is real. that a
1: deal breaker for you?
0: No. Okay. But... It is a deal breaker if you tell me you want to be married and you still want to do credit stuff. Really? You still want to borrow money, yeah. Have you had that conversation with anyone? Absolutely. And most ladies who I date don't have a problem with that. Really? Yeah. Because they understand my philosophy. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Now there are some who be like, "Uh, no, I want to, you know, I want to buy a property. Well, I'm, I'm 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 buying property. You know? Oh, uh, no, I want to leverage other people's money. Then that's where we have a different alignment." Mm.
1: You know okay.
0: what I'm saying? So every spending my money, I want to go spend the white right man's money. That's what they say. <laughs> and I'm like, what, 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 what you mean? I mean, it is so for me, that's interesting. But again, I love different perspectives on my show. Mm-hmm. So break that down.
1: Okay. Um, so issue with uh, it wasn't really even an issue, actually. Yeah. His credit, he made way more money than I did, but his credit score was lower just because he's very forgetful. So I just said, hey, babe, let's let's set up auto <laughs> You really have to dig into the source. Like, why is their credit not the best? They could have made a mistake in college, right? But they've learned from that mistake. But it's still on their credit
0: um, report. Leah, Leah ain't playing. Um, you want oh, to have the conversation. When do you want to talk about credit score?
1: When do I want to talk about it? Yeah, yeah. I prefer to talk about it as soon as possible. What's as soon as possible? <laughs> Maybe not the first date, but before we get serious, for sure. Absolutely.
0: So this is before we even get into relationship. We talking about a credit? I just, I just don't want to waste my time. That's
1: I did that once. I told y'all I was in a ten year relationship. I'm not doing that
0: again. Leah. Yeah. So you meet a guy who doesn't do credit, but he makes a lot of money. Is that a is that an off alignment for you? No. That's not a no. I'm worried. So why did you frown when I said that? You asked me, "What well, did you find?"
1: Anyone like no? I up? just thought that would be that would be hard to find. That's all. I haven't found too many people that are okay with that. That's all. Oh. That's all I'm saying.
0: So you could date someone who doesn't do, and I'm not asking for me. She's the homie. Trust me, we've had this conversation. Um, <laughs> um, you're telling me you could date someone who doesn't do debt, but pays for everything in cash. Yeah, absolutely. But do. you would still want to do it.
1: I'm fine either way. That's not a deal breaker. Don't lie. He can't have Leader, bad. Don't credit. lie. My deal breaker is bad credit.
0: You just can't have right. fair. Can't have bad credit. Right. All right. So check this out. Can he be? Can he make less money than you? <laughs> <laughs> that's the question. I knew you were going to ask me that. Um. Did I ask you that? We no, didn't talk about I this. I knew you were going to ask me that. Oh, it's um, because you've been watching my show. Yeah. Yeah. I do
1: my research. I know you do. Okay. uh
0: ooh, ooh. Now, now, listen. You know it's a safe place for me. I want you to be honest.
1: No, I'm going to be honest. Uh-oh. I think going into a relationship, it's very important. What? <laughs> for people to discuss. <laughs> I think it's very important for couples to spend quality time together, okay? Fair. And they need to discuss what that looks like. So, I like international travel. I enjoy spa days, golf, going to the country club, things like that. I understand. And if someone that makes less than me can keep up with that lifestyle, then sure. Why not? You're beating around the question. I'm not beating around the question. If they can keep up with the lifestyle, then sure.
0: So, God makes $40,000. See what I'm saying? If, the average, he, the if, average, if
1: he can keep up with my lifestyle and my savings goals and my vision for the future, maybe he inherited a lot of money. I don't know.
0: No, 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 no. Let's talk about the typical do, black if he man can in America. Do that do you date internationally? Him. Yes. Okay, cool, great. So then let's say the average income in America is right around forty-two to forty-five thousand to fifty-five thousand dollars in America. You meet that average man. Can you date that person? If our visions yeah. align and he
1: can execute on that vision and that goal, then yes.
0: A $55,000 guy is not, he he should not, he better not have a country club golf membership. That's a problem? <laughs>
1: I just think this should be talked about up front. It should be discussed, because it could cause conflict. It could. I've seen that before. If I like, I have dated someone that made less than me, and I liked him so much, I did not care.
0: Did you? Yeah, I didn't. I'm shocked by that.
1: But we still had money issues, though. So it, it still came up. Um, but it wasn't a huge issue, but it was, we still had... Why did that
0: not work out? Was it money, though? I um, no, that wasn't money. Okay, okay, <laughs> good, 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 good. Now, listen, and I only, she's on my show because I trust her character and integrity, y'all. I just, I know I can ask her these questions. Lee isn't true. I love her. Um, okay, cool, great. That's funny. I didn't know that side of you, though.
1: What, that I would date someone that makes 40000
0: I, personally, I don't think you will. Why is that? Because I know your lifestyle. And I don't think a guy, honestly, because I am a man who makes $40,000, can keep up with that lifestyle. And I say that because I used to make that kind of money. Mm -hmm.
1: And I did, too. And that's the thing. Before I had that lifestyle, before I was used or accustomed to those things, absolutely, 100%. But I just, now that I've had a taste of that life, (laughs) I want to maintain it.
0: That's all. Whatever happened to sacrifices in marriage? But anyways. You can uh,
1: sacrifice in other ways.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What you mean? What you mean by that? You can sacrifice in other ways.
1: Just because I don't sacrifice in that one area. In the finances area? In someone who makes
0: less than me. And
1: I never said I wouldn't date someone who makes less.
0: You know what? I'm going to take that back. I think you're right. I think that—and correct me if I'm wrong when I say this, Mm -hmm. right? I think that because you have this this quality, this this taste for this—or this desire for this kind of man— because you're right. Once you get to that level, it is hard to go to a different level. But you also do lower your dating pool.
1: I know that. That's why.
0: Let's move on. As long as she's cool with that, I'm cool. Because, I mean, I've lowered my dating pool, too. Mm-hmm. Because of, of, of the particular kind of woman that I do desire. Mm-hmm. You know? And so that, I mean, I don't date interrationally. Nothing wrong with people who do do that. I want me a Black woman. I love chocolate, you know, and so I know that I just lowered my dating pool. Right. Because there's not as many black people as other beautiful ladies in the world. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then I want my woman a little bit younger than me, because I want some more kids. More. Like I got kids. <laughs> what in the world? <laughs> but see,
1: there's nothing wrong with that.
0: Exactly. That's think what I'm saying. Wrong but with I also that. know that I, that just lowers my dating. Right. Pool. And that's
1: fine.
0: Um and there's nothing wrong with that at right. all. So I don't want you to feel like I'm like, oh, I'm in the world. Leah, <laughs> <laughs> you're good. You oh, this is oh, oh. Wait a minute. You said you both are willing to compromise to achieve the goals, whether <laughs> shared or personal. That's a perfect segue. Yeah, we just right. That. <laughs> are you really? Are you really? Okay, Leah. Let's get real here. Are you really willing to compromise?
1: Absolutely. Marriage is a huge compromise. It's one big compromise. You're just not
0: willing to compromise in this particular area of finances? Correct. So what other areas are you willing to compromise in?
1: Um, I told you the credit score. I'll compromise there. That's finances. You said other than finances? Yes,
0: ma'am. Oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. See? You you ain't willing (laughs) to compromise.
1: No, I need an example. Let me think.
0: She's thinking, y'all. Let her think. Okay,
1: so here's an example, kind of. Um, one big issue when I was, I wouldn't say it was a huge issue, but one issue when I was engaged is there were cultural differences. He is Nigerian-American, um, Black, African-American. And because of that, there were just certain things that I had to compromise on as far as um, finances. The family structure is very different. They come from a more... Collectivist society, where it's all about the community. There's a hierarchy there, um, whereas America is more individualistic. it's about the person, self-sufficiency. And um, it was just very different. For example, if we had a, a argument or a disagreement, it's not out of the norm for him to call our mothers and get our mothers involved, call the aunties <laughs> and get them involved in our our conflict that we have going on. So that was an area I had to compromise on.
0: <laughs> Yo, we just now tuned in to the show. Yo, welcome back to the table. It's your boy, Anthony O'Neill, and I am joined by my girl, Leah, Leah, Leah. Boy, she's, uh, she, she, she's coming for us today. But before we get back to uh, today's show, I want to remind you all that, hey, listen— We are saving for emergencies, okay? We set aside at least three to six months of our expenses so that we can prepare for when something does happen. If you're a millennial, I'm telling you right now, the millennial money coach, the millennial money mentor will tell you, set aside for emergencies. And here's what I want you to do. Join me over at Prize School. Uh, They offer right around 0.30%. But what I really love about them is they offer you at least, let's say you put $10,000 into this account. They're going to give you 10,000 tickets. 10,000 tickets will enter you into a drawing. And every single month, they're giving away anywhere between $5,000 weekly to up to $25,000 in a grand prize monthly. So you do not lose your money. You gain a lot of interest on that money. It's FDIC insured, and you never know. You may win 10, 15, 20, $25,000. I've actually already won about $300 since I've been with them over the last six months. I actually like it. I really do. I do park my emergency fund there. So join me over at Prize Pool. Check out the information in my show description. And we're going to get back to uh, today's conversation with my dear friend, uh, Leah. Uh, Leah, all right, we got like two more. Yes, we got two more. All right. It says, ooh, how do you know you are financially compatible? You say, neither of you feel the need to hide purchases. Are couples hiding purchases yes. from each
1: other? Studies show that between 70 and 80% of couples actually hide purchases purchases from one another. And this is an example of financial infidelity. I don't know if you've heard of yeah. that, but basically it's just lying about purchases that right. you've made. Right. And women typically lie about clothing or gifts to family members and friends. And with men, it's usually electronics or expensive hobbies that they have. Mm. Yeah. And it's not just about hiding purchases. It's also about hiding the price of your purchase. So say something really costs $300 and you tell your partner it costs $150. Right.
0: Exactly. I see that a lot with couples. Mm -hmm. Um, And I try not to uh, mentor married couples unless it is around solely finances. Mm -hmm. And one of the things when I do mentor couples when it comes to finances is the budgeting is they'll come by and said, hey, you know, we set aside $500 for leisure money on both sides, uh, but she spent, or he spent $2,000. Right. um, And he didn't tell me about that. And so when I asked that question, are couples really doing it? It's real. Yeah. You know, I even mentored one couple. One wife was honestly taking money from the account and setting it into a savings account. She wasn't spending it. It was a
1: secret activity, It was a
0: secret stash. Like an escape fund? Well, she said it was just a just-in-case fund. Yeah. And I was like, just in case? Just in case of what? I don't know. Just in case I need the money. And I mean, wow. We're hiding money from each other. Yeah, that's a good example. As, as, as single people, what can we start doing now to just really start making sure that we are prepared to be vulnerable and open and to trust each other with our finances when we go into a marriage?
1: Communicate. Have those discussions as soon as possible. Yeah. Um, This is sort of related to what you're talking about, but also one of the reasons I wanted a prenup is because you're forced to be transparent about your situation. Mm -hmm. The lawyers are going to comb through your finances, and if there's something there... They're going to find it. So that was one of the reasons we both wanted one was so that we he could see everything I had, mm-hmm. and I could see everything he had. Did y'all no learn anything. anything
0: at prenup? We didn't get to that point.
1: <laughs> You
0: never got to the prenup?
1: We never got to that, that
0: to part. To that part. Right.
1: Ah. We, yeah, we ended it when the discussion started. It started yeah. coming up.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. Right. That's—I got a question. Mm-hmm. The next—oh, you already said how you're going to do it. I was going to ask you how you're going to bring up prenup into that conversation. That's so interesting. Every time I hear you say prenup, it just takes me back. All right, here's the last one.
1: How do you feel about prenups?
0: How do I feel about it? Mm -hmm. Oh, I agree with it. Okay. You know, I agree with it from the perspective of if you want to have it, have it. If you don't want to have it, like you said, be with someone who doesn't want to have it. Right. Um, For Anthony O'Neill, more than likely, yes. She will have to sign a prenup. Yeah. You know, yeah. but I will make sure that that prenup is fair. I will make sure that that prenup is—I uh, will pay for her to go see her own attorney. Hmm. Uh, you know, my attorney is Attorney Michelle out of D.C. Okay. And um, and she will take care of myself. Uh, and then I have the two attorneys. But, it, I mean, I genuinely—I want a prenup only so just in case. I My prayer mm-hmm. is that I would never have to use a prenup. Right. But if it does, I at least want us—I want us to equally agree on what to do with it. And she will be fairly compensated. And you never know, I may marry someone who is wealthier than me. Right. Um, and, I, I mean, as a man, I probably need to be compensated. But, you know, um, you know, but I just want to make sure that both parties can can leave the situation if it ever came to that. But I hate talking about prenups because I know it is a—, it is a it is a move that I would want, but I pray that it's a move yeah, that I never have to enforce. Yeah, it's not romantic. But neither is a will.
1: Right. You know
0: what I'm saying? Neither is life insurance. Right. Neither is car insurance. You know, neither is health insurance. Uh, but it's a conversation that if we have, mm-hmm. boom. One of my friends had a prenup, right? Mm-hmm. Married for seven years. They decided to get a divorce. Mm-hmm. They had a kid in that process. They both said, because I'm good friends with both of them, they both said having a prenup was so good for us Mm -hmm. because we didn't have to focus on the monetary things. Right. We just argued about our child. But she knew, I'm walking away with this. She was happy. He knew he was walking away with that. He was happy. But the hardest part of their whole divorce had nothing to do with money. Oh, that's great. Had everything to do with that child because they both loved that child. And they both wanted to raise that child. Mm. And he said, but it was peaceful to know once we got through that, we could leave each other. Leave each other be. So I think prenups are cool. What about postnups? Postnups, man. Now that part would scare the living daylights out of me. You know what I'm saying? Because if we're married and you come to me, tell my hey, babe, <laughs> to me, there's something in your head right. that's saying yeah, you know, something's wrong. Something's wrong. Right. Now, my homeboy did cheat on his wife, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. His wife came back after like six months and she said, I will come back, but you got to give me up. A- she said prenup, which is a post-nup. Mm-hmm. Just in case if you do it again, I'm leaving. And I know what I'm leaving with. Mm. And I was like, do I want to come back into a relationship where I feel as like if I have to have a legal binding contract to keep my situation right. healthy? You know, but again, you know, um, you know, we we, we had uh, my attorney on the show and she said she's she's actually written a couple of post mm. You know, but if I was married already and my wife came back and said that, Maybe a red flag. Yeah. I mean, how would you feel?
1: The same, probably.
0: Yeah. Yeah. How would y'all feel? Now, I got a question. How would you feel? How would you feel if your spouse came to you after you got married, watching my show, even see Leah come on here, talk about my husband signing prenup? A black woman saying that. Uh, then you saw my attorney, a black wealthy woman, say, yeah, my husband's... I mean, both of them said, we both bring it up before our husbands or our boyfriends do. That's a little interesting. But how would you feel if your spouse came to you and said, hey, um, I want to post-nup, which is a pre but pre after marriage. Drop that in the comments below. Here's the last one. Your spending and saving priorities are similar... And you trust their purchase decisions. That's a good one.
1: Mm -hmm. I like that one. Yeah.
0: I really do. So it's like, no matter what you all land on, you trust their decisions. Right. Have you ever dated someone and you saw them purchase something and you just didn't like what they purchased? You thought that was an unwise move? No. I have. You have. Absolutely.
1: What did they purchase?
0: Anytime um, a woman comes... To me, and she, I know what she generally does for a living, but her outfit is is probably more than her paycheck every two weeks. That's a red flag. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Um, anytime uh, my friends come around me and I know what you make for a living and your your car is a, you know, $60,000 car when you make 30000 I have a problem with that. So I'm very, very careful with the people around me. Um, you know, The Millionaire Next Door is a great book, right? And one of my friends, I knew him. but mm-hmm. then, I knew what he did, but mm-hmm. I didn't know his network. Mm. And he was driving, it was like an old school, used BMW, mm-hmm. right? Living in a very modest apartment. Not ugly, but not like balling. Well, his uncle passed. And the wedding was like, I'm not a wedding. The funeral was like $20,000 to the funeral. And he said, hey, man, can you carry me to the bank? I was like, yeah. And he was crying and a little emotional. So I went inside the bank with him. Walked in there and took out the whole $20,000. Mm. Did a money order. Cut uh-huh. the check to his family. After the, the funeral, I said, bruh, I mean, was that a loan? i like, are right, you getting that money back? I said, nah. I said, bruh, what'd you do? I mean, do you- you sell something, son? <laughs> I'm like, because I, I know what you do, but like, right. he was like, nah, man. He was like, you know, I've saved. I've invested. He did a little bit into Bitcoin when it first started. Mm-hmm. And you would never know, but the dude generates about four or five or $500,000 a year. Oh, wow. And I'm like, what? So you never really know. So like, when I see people with a whole bunch of money on, I'm not knocking it. I got on Gucci shoes today. Cool, great. Uh, but it's like at the same time, I don't own a Gucci backpack. I don't own a Louis Vuitton. I don't. Even, I, re- I don't even really own Jordans. I have one pair of Jordans, like in my actual studio, and I bought it just for the studio, just mm-hmm. for culture. But you know, this chain right here, probably like twenty bucks. It's fake. Mm-hmm. Actually, <laughs> I, I'll did, I take
1: that back. I did have one guy. He had a really nice, uh, not BMW, Mercedes mm. SUV. Mm-hmm. And he's the type of person who would buy out the bar, you know. He would buy out the bar. But would then ask me to pay the tip on dates. <laughs> yeah. So I did have that. I just remembered that situation. Wow. Yeah. So take you
0: on a date, but he mm-hmm. wants you to pay the tip. Well, t- this
1: is the same. So there was a situation. We went to a bar once and he was, you know, buying rounds for all his friends. <laughs> And they wanted me to pay the tip. <laughs> wanted me to pay the tip. I forgot about that.
0: No. Yeah, no, I didn't no, have no. that one situation. I've never bought out the bar. Now, my team, like my staff, when mm. we, we go out to eat when we're shooting and stuff in the air in time, yeah, I pay for everything because it's a business expense. Mm-hmm. It's a business write-off. Uh, but no, nah, I ain't going out just, right. just buying out the bar. Yeah, he didn't have money. I like my bag. Right. I work too hard for my bag to impress people mm-hmm. with the bag. I'll impress my wife. I'll impress my kids. I'll wind it down, my parents, my family, but I ain't, I ain't winding down in just a girl who's just a friend for right now or girls who I don't even know mm-hmm. or brothers who just are cool. Right. Leah, you've been amazing today.
1: Thank you. You have
0: been amazing. You, you got a lot of great stuff coming up. Yes. Tell the people how can they find out more information about you? Where can they find you? Um, you've told me some stuff mm-hmm. offline but I'm tell y'all right now. Y'all want to get and follow her because she got some dope stuff coming up. Uh, so, how can they follow you? How can they find out more information um, about you?
1: You can follow me um, at the Leah Marie Collins on uh, Instagram. If you are wondering if you and your partner are, are financially compatible, I actually have a quiz that they can take. Um, and I'm also launching my group financial coaching program next uh, year, first quarter next year, and um, you can enroll in that now.
0: I love it. I love it. Yo, it's your boy, Anthony Neal. It's the table. We kept it real, kept it relatable, and we kept it relevant. We'll see you on the next show. Peace out.